Cats, News Radio 1140, WRVA. Ah, I, I am. I am sitting here laughing. Did you partake of President Trump's press conference? Good God! Priceless! Priceless! Now, I'm going to tell you flat out, as you know, you've been with the program a while. Wasn't a Trump guy at the beginning. But I, I just, I just want to know who they brought in to that room to pick up the teeth and mop up the blood. Donald Trump just kicked the collective ass of every one of those sanctimonious, self-righteous, condescending, narcissistic blowhards in the press corps. Kicked the living crap out of them. Let me sum up the press conference in case you missed it. Hey, I'm the president. CNN, you suck. BBC, ah, another loser organization. And every last one of you in here, you're liars. Every last, we are all liars. You stink, you stink, you stink. Can't stand you. Hate you. You're a creep. Blank you, blank you, blank you, blank you. Oh, in the back, did you get this? Blank you. Oh, over there. Thank you so much for coming. I loved it. See, let me tell you why I love it. Not necessarily because I'm a big booster of... The president's policies, although the ones I've seen, I think are pretty good because there are parts of this press conference where I'm just telling you, he was like some drunk at the corner bar. He was on in seven different directions at once and none of them made any sense. But boy, when he got his focus back, it was on every last one of those egomaniacs sitting in the press corps and he just kept telling them, you stink. Now, let me tell you why I enjoy this. Because for 20 years, I've been in this business. For 20 years, I have seen up close and personal all of the self-righteous, sanctimonious blowhards who pretend to be reporters. Now, we're reporters, you know. You're just, you're a talk show host. Blank you. That's what he said. But I've seen him. You don't understand. I've seen him up close and personal. I know the, the sorts of lies and manipulations that so many of these people engage in. And so, <laughs> the president just called them out. We've never seen a presidential press conference like this. Really, have you ever in your life, I don't care how old you are, you could be 20, you could be 120, you have never seen anything like this. Ever. 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 And now what are they doing? CNN, oh my God. That Wolfman Blitzer, I think he's sitting Shiva. I'm serious. I think he's having it catered. The rabbi's coming over. He's ripped his clothing. He's covered up all the mirrors. Even that, what's his name? Who's the left-wing guy on Fox News? That Shepard Smith. Here's another one. You better hide the freaking razor blades from that dude. He's ready to go right over the side. They hate The more that they hate Trump, by the way, the... The happier Trump. Trump, let me explain another part of this to you. Trump is a wrestling creation. He could not be more of a Vince McMahon character if he were a Vince McMahon character. He's the ultimate heel. The more you hate him, the more he loves it. 
We The only thing would have been better than this is if we had somehow elected Bobby Heenan to be president of the United States. That's the only thing that would have been better. Or Paul Heyman. Could you imagine that? A Heenan-Heyman ticket or a Heyman-Heenan ticket? I don't care. My name is Paul Heyman. I am the president of the United States of America. Welcome to Presidential City. I'm just telling you. And I know I'm telling you. I shouldn't tell you. I mean, you should tell. But I'm just telling you. I love this. All of these people. They're just, they're just all, <laughs> it was priceless. Some of those guys really, they didn't know whether to ask their question or poop in their pants. I think a couple of them did both. Wet spots on the chairs. These guys, oh my God. They, they beat the crap out of them. Beat them up. And they don't know what to do. You know where you'd hate to be right about now? Mosul. Now, honestly, I don't know any time where you'd want to be in Mosul. But Donald Trump, every time they went, Mosul, no, it's like Mosul. What am I going to tell you? I'm bombing Mosul in four months. Okay, it's four months from now. I'm going to bomb Mosul. And then in three months, I say I'm going to bomb Mosul. And then yesterday, tomorrow, I'm going to bomb. Think of the poor people in Mosul going, hey, is he bombing us now? Is that what's happening? Is it like four months from now he's going to bomb us? No, he's talking about before. I don't know. He talks about us a lot. Talks about us a lot. Now they're trying to analyze and dissect and figure out what he means by fake news. This is the other part that is so funny. So funny. You know the only people who don't understand fake news are the pimps on television who are pimping the fake news. They're the only ones who don't understand what he's talking about. All the rest of us get it. Now, I would like it if if the president were slightly more, I don't know, self-effacing. I mean, he's got a big ego, right? Every Everything's always... And I did like when... He, he was talking to some of these folks going, hey, you know, I could do your job. And I'm thinking, yeah, you actually could. Believe me when I tell you, you absolutely could. But he uh, he just, he ripped them up one side and down the other, and they don't know what to do. They've never been treated like this. You understand that? They've never been treated like this, ever. It was Huge. It was big league entertainment, I'm telling you. Just watching the faces on those people. How many of them, by the way, ask their news networks to please reassign them? How many of those folks who fought for years to be part of the White House press corps are now calling whoever the uh, the folks are at their next person going, hey, um, you know, if we've got an opening on that whole cookbook beat, you know, I- I'd love to go do, I'd love to go follow Guy Fieri around for a year instead of this guy. Although, I gotta, you ever look at Guy Fieri? He says he's as bat crap crazy as Donald Trump is, but he could probably eat better. I loved it. I loved it. And does that make me a bad person? Probably. But, you know, what are you going to do? I thought it was priceless. I hope he has another press conference. I really do. I can't wait for the next press conference. And you know what he kept reminding them? This is the other part. Hey, I won. You know I won? Were you aware that I'm the pre- I'm the president? You're not. Yep. Hey, did anybody watch it or listen to it? I am curious to know if, in fact, you watched it or listened to it, what you thought. Doug's down in Chesterfield. Hey, Doug, welcome to News Radio 1140 WRVA. Hey, man, what's up? That was the best thing I've seen in a while. I laughed and I was like, go, baby, go. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I think you should do, by the way? I come to a command decision. I think the Trump press conferences should be placed on pay-per-view. <laughs> we could absolutely balance that flipping budget in about a month. Exactly. Right? And also, as I tell you, I went to Wegmans last night to get some wine. Yeah. Sold out. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Did they say they're getting any more back in? Yeah, they get more in. I said, look, I only drink wine, but I was going to buy all you had anyway. Oh, so. good. Well, listen, I, I, I drink wine, so once you buy, just bring it over here. I'll take care of it for you. I will for you then. Thank you, Doug. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I'm calling it Eat the Press. He devoured them. Love it. Love it. Oh, thing of beauty. By the way, did he say anything about policy? I couldn't possibly tell you. Got no idea what he said about that. But then, but I don't think I don't know that he did. I'm telling you, he's like the guy on the third stool at the bar. But it's great when he turns to the to the press types and goes, "Hey, by the way, I got a little something for you. Can you read between the lines?" And he's wagging three fingers. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's doing. God, it's 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 so refreshing, isn't it? It really is. Chris is down in Chesterfield. Hey, Chris, welcome hey. to uh, News Radio 1140 WRVA. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah. I loved every last second of it. The last few weeks I've been thinking to myself and just kind of like, you know, I'm kind of sick of hearing about Trump from the media's perspective and all the negative things that are happening and stuff. And I, today was perfect. It's exactly what I needed to hear from him. You know, I, I think he should be doing these more often to keep the base, to keep the American people excited about, you know, the prospects of what he's going to keep doing for us. Well, I don't think he actually talked anything at all about what he's really doing, but I do think that he devoured the bottom feeders of the media. He was asked about Putin, though, remember? One of, one of those reports, well, have, you, have you chatted with Putin? And his response was, yeah, yeah. He called me after the election and after the inauguration. He probably said it was a, did he say it was a beautiful conversation. I don't remember. So I had a good conversation, and it's classified. So you guys probably already know about it. Loved it! Uh, Malia is down in Midlothian. Malia, welcome to News Radio 1140 WRBA. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yes. Um, that was hilarious. I, Donald Trump just said exactly what he needed to say to all those people. They just, I'm sick and tired of everybody acting like bullies and just being so harsh to him and, you know, they are reporting fake news, and it was amazing. I was dying laughing the whole time. When was the last time you had a reaction like that to a presidential press conference? Never. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> my point. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I'm saying we need to put them on pay-per-view. Put them on pay-per-view. Look, Linda McMahon is now in charge of the Small Business Administration. Have her set up a pay-per-view. We, oh, you know, the thing. here's the other thing I'm thinking of. Let's say we've got a real enemy. Let's say the president identifies a real enemy. I mean, besides, like, Wolfman Blitzer or, or Acosta or whatever his name. Do the old thing in uh, NWA or WCW used to do this thing where you spin the wheel, make the deal. And two guys would face off like it was a cage match. It was a match with clubs. Or something. It was some gimmick. I'm telling you, put Trump in there and have the enemy have to spin the wheel and make the deal. I love it. Frank's down in Midlothian. Hey, Frank, welcome to News Radio 1140 WRBA. Jeff, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Can I use a football analogy here? Well, you may have to explain it, as you, as you know, but go ahead. Well, the score was 21 nothing. Trump ran off three <laughs> touchdowns in a row. And then, and then hey, you got to admit, the Democrats came back, and, and, and the enemy, 14 points at least. Yeah. But today, the ball was on the 50-yard line. They had it. 
Trump defense ripped the ball out of the runner's hands and ran it in for a TD, man. 28-14. Absolutely. And did you did you notice the spiking of the ball as well as the heads of those poor I almost, almost felt sorry for some of those reporters. Almost felt sorry for them. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a little more cold-hearted than that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, do me a favor. Do we have time? Yeah, we got time. Uh, uh, give me a cut number two from the president. The press has become so dishonest that if we don't talk about it, we are doing a tremendous disservice to the American people. Tremendous disservice. We have to talk about it to find out what's going on, because the press honestly is out of control. The level of dishonesty is out of control. Right. And by the way, by the press, I mean you over there and you over there and you right here sitting here with the big uh, grin. I mean you too. Hey, do me a favor, real fast here. Grab uh, the president talking about the terrible mess that uh, Mr. Obama left him. I'm here again to take my message straight to the people. As you know, our administration inherited many problems across government and across the economy. To be honest, I inherited a mess. It's a mess. At home and abroad, a mess. Jobs are pouring out of the country. You see what's going on with all of the companies leaving our country, going to Mexico and other places. Low pay, low wages, mass instability overseas, no matter where you look. The Middle East, a disaster. North Korea, we'll take care of it, folks. We're going to take care of it all. I just want to let you know, I inherited a mess. Damn right you did. What a great episode today's episode was. As President Trump calls out the bottom-feeding, sanctimonious, self-righteous, narcissistic, self-indulgent snowflakes of the presidential press corps. Did President Trump say anything of consequence about anything of consequence? Yeah, I don't think so. I really don't think he did. But boy, he beat the living tar out of those pinheads. And I'm telling you, it, it was pleasurable. And that's probably wrong. It's probably a very bad thing. Chuck Todd has now weighed in. He says, this is, this is un-American. It's not a laughing matter. Oh, Chuck. Au contraire, mon frere. It is very entertaining. It is, you have no idea how entertaining it is. Why, why, he's trying to delegitimize the press. You know who delegitimized the press? You did, Chuck. You and your ilk, who are part and parcel of the presidential press corps. You delegitimized the press. All that Trump has done is point out how you've done it. And now the rest of us are in on it as well. Wow. All right. Hey, I got a couple of other little uh, snippets here, right? Uh, uh, give me uh, the, the new labor secretary, if you would. Number three. The nominee for secretary of the Department of Labor will be Mr. Alex Acosta. All right, whatever. Oh, he's actually the dean of a, a big law school in uh, South Florida. So that'll be good. Why not? The other guy had the Hamburg. What did he have? Carl's Jr.? I think it was Carl's Jr. was the the burger place that he was in charge of, that Pudza. And, uh, you know, they've got... He was under attack for some of their commercials. Do you ever see their commercials with the the very, very busty women and the ketchup is dripping out of the burger? And Yeah, so that's why he can't be labor secretary. All right, uh, quickly here. Here is President Trump weighing in on the resignation of General Mike Flynn. Cut number four. Mike Flynn is a fine person. 
And I asked for his resignation. He respectfully gave it. He is a man who uh, there was a certain amount of information given to Vice President Pence, who's with us today. And I was not happy with the way that information was given. Uh, he didn't have to do that because what he did wasn't wrong. What he did in terms of the information he saw, what was wrong was the way that other people, including yourselves in this room, were given that information. Because that was classified information. It was given illegally. That's the real problem. And, you know, you can talk all you want about Russia, which was all a, you know, fake news fabricated deal to try and make up for the loss of the Democrats, and the press, press plays right into it. Uh, in fact, I saw a couple of the people that were supposedly involved with all of this. They know nothing about it. They weren't in Russia. They never made a phone call to Russia. They never received a phone call. It's all fake news. It's all fake news. The nice thing is, I see it starting to turn, where people are now looking at the illegal all right, I think it's very important. The illegal giving out classified information. It was, and, and let me just tell you, it was given out like so much. I'll give you an example. I called, as you know, Mexico. It was a very, very confidential classified call, but I called Mexico. And in calling Mexico, I figured, oh, well, that's, I spoke to the president of Mexico, had a good call. All of a sudden, it's out for the world to see. It's supposed to be secret. It's supposed to be either confidential or classified in that case. Same thing with Australia. All of a sudden, people are finding out exactly what took place. The same thing happened with respect to General Flynn. Everybody saw this. And I'm saying, the first thing I thought of when I heard about it is, how does the press get this information that's classified? How do they do it? You know why? Because it's an illegal process, and the press should be ashamed of themselves. But more importantly, the people that gave out the information to the press should be ashamed of themselves. Really ashamed. They shouldn't just be ashamed, Mr. President. They should be found, arrested, prosecuted, and if convicted, imprisoned. That's the point. Chuck Todd is also lecturing us again now on Twitter. It may feel good to bash the press, but take off your partisan hats for a moment. You know what? I would have a lot more respect for this Chuck Todd if for the last eight years he wasn't busy licking Barack Obama's feet. You know what I mean? Because that's what he's done. So now, now all of a sudden you got to get tough. Listen, I am hardly, hardly a, uh, a Trumpkin. But I'm just telling you right now, I love... I absolutely loved that press conference. I loved watching him eviscerate the people in that room. And I did think it was absolutely hysterical. Not only, I mean, he actually indulged the CNN types, and they were very happy, apparently, for their uh, for their one question. But what I thought was funny is when the guy from the BBC gets up, we ought to get find this clip somewhere. The guy from the BBC gets up, and Trump says, hey, where are you from? And he says, the BBC, oh, another loser organization. I love it. Absolutely love it. Now, the press conference, so that you know, was initially slated so that the president could announce his new pick for secretary of labor. The uh, former pick that uh, Pudzer withdrew his name because uh, he he apparently just wasn't going to make it through. People were really upset, we're told, at the commercials. He ran uh, like Carl's Jr. 
It's Carl's Jr. on the West Coast. I forget what it is here. Is it Hardee's? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, they've got the commercials. You'll see them a couple of times a year. Very, very, very bodacious young ladies. Tight T-shirts. They're eating burgers in ways that uh, are interesting. And then there's, like, ketchup dripping out of the burger. But you've seen the commercials. And so he's under attack for those. And he just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm a billionaire. I, I got uh, I got a burger empire to run. I'm done. So he left. And so the new guy, Alex Acosta, actually a pretty good guy. He is the dean of a law school down in Florida. I mean, he's a smart dude. And so President Trump was going to announce him as the new Secretary of Labor nominee. And then, because Trump is Trump, it's like, hey, I've got all you assembled press people here. Well, let's chat a little bit, shall we? And so what was supposed to be like a, a five, ten-minute thing turned into about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I got to tell you something. It was one of the best shows that I have seen in years. In years. The, the, the man holds nothing back. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know in the long run. President Trump speaking sometimes, you think, I have no idea what the guy's saying. Because he just babbles incoherently. And he really sounds like the, the drunk guy on the third stool at the local bar. And you go, I don't know, president? And, he, and then he turns around and goes, and by the way, those people in the press, you people over there, you stink. And then all of a sudden you go, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm going to give him a chance. He absolutely eviscerated, absolutely eviscerated these people. Let's, I'm going to give you a little, a little taste of what happened. Now, let's start with cut number three, because that's what the press conference really was all about. The nominee for Secretary of the Department of Labor will be Mr. Alex Acosta. That's it. That's all he needed to say. Thank you, everybody. Drive safely. Remember your waiters and waitresses. Try the veal. But then, because it's him, he said, well, let's take a couple of questions. But first, let me talk a little bit. Give me cut number one. I'm here again to take my message straight to the people. As you know, our administration inherited many problems across government and across the economy. To be honest, I inherited a mess. It's a mess. At home and abroad, a mess. Jobs are pouring out of the country. You see what's going on with all of the companies leaving our country, going to Mexico and other places. Low pay, low wages, mass instability overseas, no matter where you look. The Middle East, a disaster. North Korea, we'll take care of it, folks. We're going to take care of it all. I just want to let you know, I inherited a mess. Yep. Big steaming pile of mess. President Obama did everything possible to undermine this country, hurt Americans. Boy, he did a hell of a job at that. Really did. Wasted billions, well, actually trillions of dollars. Made us uh, lower around the world in terms of our standing, weakened us militarily. And uh, this is what President Trump is trying to clean up. Okay, good for him. Then, while he's there, he sort of uh, starts looking around and goes, okay, cut number two. The press has become so dishonest that if we don't talk about it, we are doing a tremendous disservice to the American people. Tremendous disservice. We have to talk about it. 
to find out what's going on, because the press honestly is out of control. The level of dishonesty is out of control. Oh, you should have seen these guys squirming. Oh, they were not calm. They were not happy. No, 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 no. After all, they are members of the White House press corps. Those are the sorts of people who will look at you and say, do you know who I am? And I'm the sort of person who looks at them and goes, yeah, I still don't care. Do you know who I am? I, I'm a member of the White House press. I, I, I cover the president as one who covers the president. I, and you're thinking, you, sir, are a sanctimonious, self-righteous, narcissistic, egomaniacal, bottom-feeding blowhard. And in your spare time, you're a member of the presidential press corps. Excellent. Good job. Uh, let me share a little bit more. Now, the president weighed in on the whole Mike Flynn matter, cut number four. Mike Flynn is a fine person. And I asked for his resignation. He respectfully gave it. He is a man who uh, there was a certain amount of information given to Vice President Pence, who's with us today. And I was not happy with the way that information was given. Uh, He didn't have to do that because what he did wasn't wrong. What he did in terms of the information he saw what was wrong was the way that other people, including yourselves in this room, were given that information. Because that was classified information that was given illegally. That's the real problem. And, you know, you can talk all you want about Russia, which was all a, you know, fake news fabricated deal to try and make up for the loss of the Democrats. And the press, press plays right into it. Uh, in fact, I saw a couple of the people that were supposedly involved with all of this. They know nothing about it. They weren't in Russia. They never made a phone call to Russia. They never received a phone call. It's all fake news. It's all fake news. The nice thing is I see it starting to turn where people are now looking at the illegal. All right, I think it's very important. The illegal giving out classified information. It was, And, and let me just tell you, it was given out like... So much. I'll give you an example. I called, as you know, Mexico. It was a very, very confidential, classified call. But I called Mexico. And in calling Mexico, I figured, oh, well, that's nice. I spoke to the president of Mexico. I had a good call. All of a sudden, it's out for the world to see. It's supposed to be secret. It's supposed to be either confidential or classified in that case. Same thing with Australia. All of a sudden, people are finding out exactly what took place. The same thing happened with respect to General Flynn. Everybody saw this. And I'm saying, the first thing I thought of when I heard about it is, how does the press get this information that's classified? How do they do it? You know why? Because it's an illegal process, and the press should be ashamed of themselves. But more importantly, the people that gave out the information to the press should be ashamed of themselves. Really a shame. Mm. I agree with him. He's absolutely right on all of that stuff so far. I have more from it, but I don't want to. I don't want you to miss the response. Uh, do me a favor first. Let let real fast here. He called out the uh, the guy from uh, the BBC. Right. Let's uh, take a quick listen to that. But hopefully, I won't have to do anything. But I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Thanks. Uh, can I just ask you? Thank you very much, Mr. President. Um, Where are you from? uh, BBC. Okay. Here's another beauty. It's a good line. 
impartial, free and fair. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, Mr. President... Just like CNN, right? Um, on the travel <laughs> ban... Uh, we could banter back and forth. On the travel ban, uh, would you accept... Yeah, yeah, guess what? You know what Trump's silence was saying? Yeah, we really can't. Get to your question there, Nigel. Ask me what you want to ask me, and then I will ignore you promptly. Shepard Smith is in complete and total meltdown mode. It, it, it's, it's crazy what we're watching every day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. He keeps repeating ridiculous throwaway lines that are not true at all and sort of avoiding this issue of Russia as as if we're some kind of fools for asking the question. Really? Your opposition was hacked and the Russians were responsible for it and your people were on the phone with Russia on the same day it was happening and we're fools for asking the questions? No, sir. We are not fools for asking this question and we demand to know the answer to this question. You owe this to the American people. Your supporters will support you either way. If your people were on the phone with her, what were they saying? We have a right to know. We absolutely do. And that you call us fake news and and, and put us down like children for asking these questions on behalf of the American people is inconsequential. The people deserve that answer at very least. Yeah, Somebody's got to go in there like in a hazmat suit and hose that sucker down. He is, I'm tell, he is weeping like a small girl who had a cookie taken away. You know, I mean, he's really, he's so upset that the poor guy is distraught. But did you hear what he was saying? This is how you know he's part of the elite press corps. He really does think he's functioning on behalf of you. Here's the difference. You know that he's not. You know that he's full of it. You know that the rest of those people in that presidential press corps, in that White House press corps, are there and they're there for themselves. They don't give a rat's ass who you are or what you think or what you feel or what you want to know. I'm just here to tell you. I've been inside this for 20 years. I know what's really going on. So he can cry and whine and moan all that he wants. Chuck Todd's another one. Another one. Talking about how awful... This is, my God, I want everybody, Donald Trump is delegitimizing the press. No, Chuck, you know who's delegitimizing the press? You in the press are delegitimizing the press. Chuck Todd says it's not a laughing matter. Well, you know what, Chuck, actually it kind of is. It's it's actually kind of entertaining to watch you people melt down. It's un-American. No, it really isn't. And then he says, and everybody should take off their partisan hats. Uh, Chuck, the time for you to take off your partisan hat was about eight years ago. But I know it's difficult for you to take off your partisan hat because it got stuck somewhere. Well, you can figure it out. It wasn't someplace good, I bet. I bet you left it on the desk in the Oval Office, right? Because you were you were kissing the old president's uh, rear end as much as you possibly could.